I can't hear you. All right, folks, today we've got a live show for you. I know that uh, many of you know our guest today. She runs her own business. She's got various entities that she's involved with. She's an author. She speaks. She does workshops. She does a little bit of everything. So I want you to write down things that resonate with you. You know, if it, if it you know, their notes or uh, something you want to write down because you can identify with it, you understand, please do so. Uh, if you have questions, we want you to ask questions. We want you to feel free to literally be, in, be a part of the conversation. So with that being said, uh, uh, I want to introduce to some and I'm going to present to others, none other than I guess, right after I bring up my co-host. K fit and see let me just get this all situated would you believe i'm still working on this thing but it's all good so let me see where is she where is she we go here we go here can i bring her in yes let's bring her in uh let's see let's see let's see what side we're gonna bring her in on we don't need all of me there she is and our guest, I'm going to bring her in also. Bring our guest in. Where is she? Where is she going to be? Okay, come on, come on, Charles. There it is. Bam. One, two, three. Easy peasy. All right. Our guest, Sharon Parker. She's the founder of Rosa. Uh, she has her hands in multiple things. Um, I'm not going to spoil it by giving a full intro because that'll be some of the information that we cover. You know, of course, I know her very well. And she's going to introduce uh, to some of you what she does and the importance of what she does. And can I say, Miss Parker, babe, <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing you know, we got, look, you got a business, I got a business, we're all in the same house. Kishel, K Fitz, she's running her business out of New York, so we're all entrepreneurs. But before just jumping into the entrepreneurial pool and being all excited about being around people that understand our thinking, people yeah. that understand our pain, uh, let's take it back a little bit and then bring everyone up to speed on uh, who Sharon Parker is. So tell us where you're from. So I'm from Okay. Now I should be remiss because I didn't even introduce my co-host i didn't even say hello to her on camera but k fit i apologize how was your day thank you thank for acknowledging me my day was good very busy um, but you know it is what it is sometimes got you got you so miss parker you are one of 12 with 10 remaining so now you're one of 10 yeah, from yeah. calvert county and let me just ask you this because we're both going to throw questions at you and you know, just see 
um, what it is that makes you click, what makes you tick, what's the thing that uh, I guess that you're excited about in your business. Um, what was life like growing up in Calvert County when you were a little girl? Well, well to, be to be honest, honest um, one can one imagine, imagine um, growing up in what I would call the South, South because my mom didn't drive, and of course my dad, you know, he was working 24-7. We were neighborhood kids, but we were brought up in a very rural community, so we were well-known in the community, we knew everybody there, and it was one of those households where you're always trying to find your voice, because you got one sibling that can be either a little louder than you. <laughs> right. <laughs> because they're older than you, they give voice to do whatever they want and say whatever they want. So it was a little difficult, um, you know, trying to find my voice when I was younger. Um, we, we were rich, but yet we were poor. So where did you fit in the lineup out of, out of you know, the remaining 10 siblings? Like, where are you? Are you the oldest, the middle, the youngest? Third from the youngest. Okay, okay. You know, you can imagine a lot of moms to feed. My family, they had, you know, they had a home. Um, and I'll get more into that, but um, they were able to take care of us. Not the way that I would prefer um, because my mom, of course, she was, um, had, a, had, had an alcohol issue, and she wasn't able to, like, keep a nine to five, but, you know, we had land. <laughs> Still have land. We, we were you know, um, animals, we grew, you know, vegetables, so we were able to feed off the, um, of course, the land that we had. Right. But, you know, it's like being rich, but yet poor. I got you, I got you. So, I know, I guess, at a certain point, you moved on from your hometown, and you got moved closer to the city, is that right? Well, well to, be to be honest with you, you I've, I've always, always moved, moved around, around even in, in my hometown. Um, I, used I used to, to run away to my to girlfriend's house, house, and I would and stay like 30, 30 miles, miles away, away, sometimes 15 miles, miles away, away, even as a teenager, teenager because, because again, I mentioned that my mom, you know, she would drink, so she wasn't at home, and my father was working all the time, so for the most part, I looked at it as being just raised down south. Okay, I got you. All right, so... Okay, Fit, you have some questions before we uh, kind of dig a little bit deeper? Like, it could be general questions. It doesn't have to be the main stage of questions, but... Sure. sure. Um, has the pandemic affected your business? Um, a lot of people have been speaking to them. So for you, has the pandemic affected your business there, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of feedback, feedback Michelle, Michelle, so I'm not, not sure, sure if I got that question. Could you, could you ask, ask it again? again? Yeah, I hear yeah, a lot, I hear of, feedback a lot of feedback on my, on my hand as well, well but, um, but my, my question, question to you was, has the pandemic affected your business negatively or positively? So I have become very techy in my um, older age. So I've learned how to use technology enough now where the pandemic has not impacted me. Um, um, I, I, I've held, held like eight, eight conferences, conferences in a row. In a row. Last, Last year was my first virtual, virtual conference. conference. I almost I did didn't have it because I didn't feel confident, confident in doing um, Zoom. Zoom. But, but you, know, you know, I just I felt, felt empowered to keep to keep, keep the keep annual conference going, going and, and I thought it was a success. Well, let me ask you this. So even though you said you moved around a lot uh, as a as a child or as a youngster, when did you decide to move? 
closer to D.C. or, you know, start to take interest in what was happening in, in the district. Right. right. So, so um, I, I, of course, you know, I'm a mom of, of four, four and, and I was in a relationship, relationship and I moved to Brandon, Maryland, Maryland, where I raised my children until they were in, like, high school. Um, I purchased my home in Clinton, Maryland, like, in 1999, but I have been working in Washington, D.C. at the Department of Housing and Urban Development, which I started back in 1987. And, and because, because I worked in D.C., you know, you know I, just I just made sure that I purchased things or rented from places close to my job. So gotcha. when I got D.C., it was like, like the world opened up for me. So this time home is now around the rest of the world. <laughs> well, I know you've got a lot of, uh, you've got a pretty rich history, meaning that, um, you know, you've done a lot. You've seen a lot. You've come through a lot. But also at this current time, you're doing a lot, meaning... Um, as far as business goes, as the entrepreneur that you are, being the president of your uh, company, you know, I know over the years you've volunteered quite a bit. What's the significance of volunteering from your perspective? I know everyone has their own ideas about the benefits of being a volunteer, you know, and what's the significance and what kind of companies did you volunteer for when you did volunteer? So, so let me just let me say, just I imagine being the third, third for the youngest, young, finding, finding it very, very, very difficult to find your voice. Your voice. Um, you, you leave from the country, country you, go you go to a, a big, big city. city, you want to be a part of all the action, action but you don't, you don't know who's who, who. Okay? okay, and who's running, running what, what, who's making the decisions. So, so for, for me, me, my strategy was to build relationships. And I always, and I always started, started from the top. The top. I, would I would go to go top, top organizations like the National, National Urban League, League the, the um, Con Con Black Congress, Congress um, the Black the National, National Congress of Black Women, women. Um, the Black Black Period Health Organization. I would always go to those big organizations, Blacks in Government organizations, and I would volunteer for them when they had their annual event, when they were doing youth programs, and that helped me understand or get to know the who's who that were in D.C. and Okay, okay. And, you know, did you learn a lot from those companies? Oh my God, yes. yes. I, learned, I learned, like, like I, I said, say, I always was one of those. those. My mom, my mom told, told me that, that I was a trend friend or a trend setter, and I could do anything that I wanted to do. do. And, and I believed believe that going up. up. So, so I had no I had fear of anything. I had no fear of driving from the country to D.C. I had no fear of, you know, walking all around D.C. just trying to find, you know, with my whereabouts. I just had that fear. So I always had that consciousness of when you go into the room, look for those top hitters, those ones who are making the decisions, those who are calling the shots. And I came, you know, I began to work directly with them. And I learned a lot of those behind the scenes type like you know, no. assignment. Okay. Um, now, I do happen to know that uh, at a certain point, um, because of the different things you've done, you've done workshops, uh, you have various speaking engagements, you've been on radio, uh, you've been on television doing interviews, uh, you have a book um, that's been around for a little while. I know you're coming up on a special event because of this. Tell us a little bit about your book. 
okay? So let me just back up a little and say that, and I don't like to always throw titles, but I have to do it today because the book wrote my titles, okay? So I'm a former commissioner for the Merlin Commission on African American History and Culture, a former president for the Black Black Government Organization, I'm currently the president of the history organization, Carl Rose, which is because love is my passion, my sweet spot, if you will, remembering our ancestors, the Synergistic Association, and I'm also president for the American Mothers Association of American Mothers, Inc., and that's a national platform. So when I wrote my book, it was true synergy work, leading within, the setting and finding principles of knowing yourself that are great well, because, because of, of my, my history, history of me being a civil rights baby, um, five, five years, years old in 1968, called myself a civil rights baby, baby asking a lot of questions, I decided to let God just channel my direction out there. there. And, and my book, book talks about, about my journey as a little girl. girl. It talks, it talks about, about me asking God a question at five years old in the church on the church ground in my hometown. Again, it was 1968, the same year that Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. And as a kid asking God, why is it that people of color are not like others? Thought I would get an answer, you know, being naive as a child, I didn't. I went about my life doing what I do. Well, about 40, in my 40s, he answered the question for me. And the question was, was, people of color are great, great. they're wonderful, wonderful people. people. And, sometimes and sometimes when people don't know something about a particular culture or people, they fear it. it. And, and that makes them act out, unfortunately, that, that that's not kind to those who are trying to survive and strive. Understood, understood. There's someone else around here. I'm not going to say any names. There's someone else around here that has a book uh, that's coming out. Um, <clears throat> so I'm just going to ask that someone if she has any comments so far on what we've discussed thus far well i love that one of sharon's books and i love it i definitely saw a whole different side of her that i don't see as i engage for her now so it was interesting to see she had different layers to her especially the part about her running away i'm like yeah yeah i think it's really important i mean you don't have to be a historian but you need to have <clears throat> at least a general knowledge about who you are as, as an African-American. I mean, sure, other nationalities uh, can benefit from knowing about themselves as well, but I think that we as African-Americans need to know as much as possible about our very own history, mainly because you, once you feel that sense of pride of knowing what you're capable of, uh, it opens up the door and opens up the door in your mind so that you can begin to know that, you know, you can actually have fruit you can bear fruit you can plant seeds and you know pass this down to the other generations so that you can become greater and uh there's just no limit on what you're able to do once you truly apply yourself so we need to learn our history Absolutely. so 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 sharon you know you, you talked about your book <clears throat> you talked about some of the lessons you learned from many of the uh corporations and non-profits and you know just well-known organizations that you have uh, volunteered for, work for. 
I know you're really, really busy. You stay busier than I am these days, uh, whereas before it seemed like it was the other way around, which is good because everyone, you know, I talked about footprints in the sand. Everyone has their time, and this seems to still be your time. So you've done some things already this year. What have you done, and what do you have coming up? Okay, so, um, so I'm celebrating, celebrating this year, year my ninth annual Eat Within Conference. Um, I started my first conference back in 2013 at the historic Dorfman Plaza at the time hotel. And I did that in D.C. intentionally because that's where Benjamin Danneker Park is, which is outside of that hotel. And if you all know anything about the history of Benjamin Danneker, he mapped out Washington, D.C. from memory, 10-mile radius in each direction, southwest, middle, north, north, south, east. Northeast North and, uh, North West. and so, hardly ever gets the credit for it. They always give it to Lanfont. Exactly. So my, so my intention, my intention was, was to expose the next generation to things that they're not always privy to. Um, the Benjamin Banner Park, D.C. is depicted like Egypt. If anyone went to a trip or a tour of D.C., you would see a lot of similarities in D.C. that resembles what's going on or what that layout in Egypt. And if you know Tony Browder, the IKG Cultural Center, I would you to look it up. The IKG Cultural Center and take this tour this summer because Tony will show you that. But what what happened for me is that I started the ninth annual, I mean the first annual there, and I just went all over the metropolitan area hosting my hosting my conference every year. It started off as a unconditional love retreat. The reason, the reason why I wanted unconditional because I did not want people to be judgmental of people, of people who did not have anything. They lost homes, they lost jobs because of the housing crisis. And in 2013, they were still dealing with those same issues. So my goal was to connect with leaders out there in the community, have them support my platform, but not for me and not just for history, but also just to help the next generation feel confident in themselves. And like I wrote about the book, you know, you have to know who you are before you really go out there and start helping other people right right so um i know we're going to ask you again but where can people find your book so my book is on my like for you to always go to my website which is www.leadingwithin.org um you can also go on amazon if you want to get a copy before you get it from my website if you want to go on amazon just put in true synergy work synergy is connecting and it'll come right up it's pretty popular i'm still getting royalties off of it so excited about that sure now you have some other things coming up soon like what type of events or options or opportunities do you have coming up? So let me so let just share, share that, that for the last three years, years I've, I've, I've actually hosted Authors Expo. Expo. Um, um, I did my first one in 2019 where at the conference you're able to, you know, if you're an author and you wrote a book, you're able to showcase your event there. Um, just so again, it's going to be on May 21st as that kickoff, and then we're going to our official annual on um, September 23rd and 24th. So that's the leading within conference. I had been 
less to revisit my five years later because I wrote my book in 2013. So on Wednesday coming up, I'm going back to my hometown at the Calvary County Historical Society, and I'm going to revisit my history and what's been happening with me in the last five years with the park I'm going to be on the National Congress of Black Women's radio show, which is Stay Wake Wake Up and Stay Woke. Dr. E. Faith Williams, I'll be presenting her show, show and then and on July 23rd, I'm going to be going, going back, back to the Maryland Bannerhead Douglas Museum in Annapolis. Guys, if you don't know anything about the Bannerhead Douglas Museum, search it. That's where the National, well, the actual Maryland Commission on African American History and Culture is located. And talk about history, it's unlimited. American history that includes the African American story. That's nice. That's nice. Wow. Well, I know that, again, you've done something. You've got a conference coming up this uh, this month. Um, you've got, I mean, you just got your hands full. And uh, I want to sort of parlay or pass the baton over to Kay Fitz so that she can ask some questions and you can get some additional insight on, you know, we see where you are, but some additional insight on your perspective as it relates to, you know, some things she's going to ask you about, you know, okay. growth and, you know, uh, your experience and things like that. So, Kay Fit, feel free to take, take it away. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. Hi, Miss Parker. <laughs> so, my very first question for you is, although I know you're passionate about, you know, at any point that you missed your calling and that it was about something else for you? So, um, actually on several occasions, I am, you know, I'm, I'm one of those introverts and I don't know if you could tell by me loving to talk right now, but I'm an introvert and I'm always, you know, delving into so much stuff. So I had to, I had to settle myself and, and find out what was my niche. And I tell you, um, it took me a long time to do it again. Like I said, I started Rosa in, and when I was in my forties, 15 years ago. So make a long story short, project management that I've been taking now for the last 22, 23 years, I'd like to do. And then once I, you know, a project could be a, an event, it could be a program, it could be an initiative, whatever it is, project management helped me focus on getting things done. And when I was finished it, I could move on to the next task. So as Charles mentioned, um, I am all over the map and doing a lot of things. I just ended up with doing the, um, I was a panel um, moderator for a panel discussion for a national organization called American Mothers Inc. Um, it, it took me hours, days to, you know, be confident enough to write up the right questions to ask, you know, the panelists for that particular event that just happened last Saturday. But to me, that was a project. So I do American Mothers, I do history, I do project management, I teach young people during the summertime on all the skill sets that they need, the things that I'm learning, I teach the next generation on how to do it. So I try to structure it where, you know, I'm now more centered, but I love doing a lot. I do. Very, very well said. Next question up for you. As an entrepreneur, do, would you say you're currently living or existing? A lot of people are affected by the pandemic and feel indifferent with themselves and where they are currently. So would you say you're living right now or you're saying you're existing? That is an 
excellent question, Kashao. I would say that I am living. Why? It's because I found my passion. I found my purpose. And I, I, I stay in that element. And that's why I always use, and for those who follow me on social media, I always use the power of five because I know that's grace and that's power, but it's always directed from God. When I asked God that question when I was five years old in my hometown, I and he responded, you know, four decades later, I've never looked back. So I know what my mission is. I know what my journey is. I know what my um, my my servant mindset is. And that's to give back to the next generation and help professionals learn some of the things that I had to learn. So hopefully, hopefully they'll be able to do the same. You know, you just said something that, you know, you and I spoke about maybe a week ago. I heard you talk about being a servant leader. And I was saying that I'm a servant leader in a way, but I don't really think that I am because most of my clientele are corporations, government agencies, even though I have done a lot of community-oriented and community activism, uh, I guess for the past 20-some-odd years, uh, at different functions, at different venues. But um, why do we need servant leaders? Or what does being a servant leader mean to you? Well, well, I can, I say, can that say that you're definitely, you're definitely a service leader. leader. Every time, Every time you turn, you turn on, your on your computer and you do, you do a Facebook Live to motivate someone, to uplift someone, to encourage someone to be better, and are they because of what's going on in America and around the world, you're serving someone. You never know who's listening, and you never know who needs to hear your message. But what a service leader is to me is to have the purpose and the drive to work towards change. If you see causes in the world that's impacting your family that's impacting your community that's impacting the mindsets of those who are trying to achieve stuff like our ancestors was trying to protect us from things impacting us then you have to be a certain a servant a servant leader our ancestors taught us that we have to get an education we have to work hard we have to show up right so we can have an opportunity to get in the right doors right now um the clock is going back and a lot of doors are closing and it's going to be hard to get in those doors in this virtual world so there's a lot of issues on the table that needs to be addressed so you find out what's passionate to you what issues you want to address you work hard you motivate your team your, your community your volunteers to work with you to change the wrong that's going on in the world now this is just my opinion but i remember some young people like grade school now i don't even think they were all high schoolers marched on washington and they told the politicians if they didn't do the right thing that they will be able to vote soon and when they're able to vote they will be voting them out of office and i just love that exactly. but and it was a mix you know a mixed crowd you know black white you know young uh younger ones uh of course male and female and some transgenders or even or either just gay i don't know all the proper terminology but what i loved about it was that they themselves were united and i know that all over the country there are groups but what can we do to get in your opinion what can we do to get more of these young people to to be involved in their community to become servant leaders to care about the ecology to care about uh, the political landscape what can we do to get them to really care outside of just you know music and 
you know, video games and stuff like that. What can we do, in your opinion? I love, I love that, that question, question, but you may not like my response. What I'm going to say is, what can the young people do to get us? Okay, okay, our generation, the baby boomers generation, generation, you know, you know involved what they're doing, because there's a lot of young people out there doing, out there doing, doing a lot of great stuff behind the scenes. scenes. We, just we just don't know them, them because, because we're, we're so focused, focused at what we're doing, we're doing on, on, on our maybe professional platform. So I would just say, this young lady named Leslie Roman, she is going to be hosting the 89.9 TV show on Saturday That young lady has a voice. A lot of people may not know her, and I'm talking about my generation. Because, because they, they don't, don't understand, understand that, that she's out there fighting for the next generation. generation. Um, um, my thing is, is, we have we to have look, look at ourselves as, as adults, adults first. first. And we have and to we say, have to do, say young do young people even trust, trust us anymore? anymore? Do they, do they trust, trust us to really be in the, in fight, the fight, if you will, in the good, good fight, to be able to, to change what's going on in society? society. If, they, if, they, if you're if not you're consistent with them, them if you if don't you keep, keep on showing, showing up for them, them they're not going to trust them what you're saying or doing because, because their mind, mind is so, so you know, you know scattering them because of technology, because of devices, because of music. They need to see adults show up in where they are. Well, let me let me pull. I'm going to pull K. Fitted on that question how do you see things as it relates to you know either your generation or either younger generations being involved in community activism or uh, the political landscape or just you know growing uh, the world to be a better place do you see any interest uh, in your generation kfit or generations behind you what's your view on that I think, I think for my for generation, generation, first of all, I would just suggest that no one of our YouTube, and I learned I was a millennial, I didn't know I was a millennial. But I just wanted to say that I think that for my generation, generation behind me, I feel that most of us want to feel like we are a part or have some type of ownership or rights to something in our community, in our environment. Often we feel like, although we do the things to get the opportunities we want in business or, you know, career-wise, we don't feel like we own or have any rights or anything of our own. So we want to have the opportunity to not do this work but feel like we own a piece of it that can be a legacy or that we can profit off of or that we can build with someone else so that's what right. we want for my, my generation, what I can speak of. We really struggle to feel that we don't, we don't own anything of our own in this community specifically. And that's a struggle for us because we feel it's unobtainable. Well, true synergy definitely does work because I'm even looking at Roe v. Wade. And, you know, yeah, I'm old school, but I, I tell people in a minute, I'm a millennial trapped in a boomer's body because... I believe in the old school uh, traditions and structure of doing things, but I'm flexible enough to realize that that's not the only way things can get done. The old school has its place, but times are changing. The world is getting younger, and you have to be adaptable. I mean, I know almost any technology uh, that any other uh, age group does, I just pick and choose the technology that I want to engage with, whether it's computers or social media. And when I'm, again, referencing Roe v. Wade, I mean, I think that they're just biting off too much and because that affects all generations, all generations. I mean, of course, I know when a woman gets a certain age, that may not be an issue, but the point still is, it is a woman's body and it is a woman's choice on what she does with her body, providing to me, providing she is of an age that she can make that decision 
or have someone to help her make a healthy decision. And uh, I just think that sometimes the government is biting off way too much, getting way too involved in our personal lives. So, I mean, yeah, please, please do. Right now, there's a lot of issues going on with voting laws, changing the voting laws um, to to stack the deck, you know, against those um, who are living across the country. Um, That's civil rights issues. And because that's happening, it, it seemed to have been very quiet behind the scenes. And I'm not going to get too much into politics because I try to stay in my lane. But um, I was wondering when people were going to step up and start talking about the changing of the laws in the states, you know, when it comes to voting laws. Now that the Roe versus Wade initiative is on the table, people are coming out now and they're coming out in support of the Democrats because um, it, it, and I think it's kind of turning the tables a little bit and making, I guess, um, making them focus on the, that that key issue. And that may help, uh, and I say may help, um, you know, those who are trying to prevent us from our voice, which is the right to vote. And I think that, and I will say why, you know, I have the floor right now, everyone who's listening, when you listen to this um, message later, please encourage every person 18 or older to vote do not miss the opportunity to vote not just you know during the um primary but also the every two year when it's vote 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 because your life depend depends on it and your ancestors worked too hard for you not to utilize your right your right to vote so please vote good point um i do know that i was guilty of not voting um, how would you say, I can't say not properly, but only voting in the major elections and the local voting counts big time. And, you know, sometimes you just don't realize the impact that local and regional voting, how that has an effect on the overall national landscape. And uh, I guess maybe not until about 10 years ago that I really started to understand that voting on all levels is uh, incumbent upon all of us and it's so critical for us to get how would you say get the government to do what's needed what's best for us because after all they literally work for us We're so yeah absolutely absolutely uh, some people someone i think it was latangela she was saying she couldn't understand um what was being said i just wasn't sure if she was speaking about myself uh, our our guest or our co-host uh kfit but um but um because i don't hear any feedback just to let you guys know but um oh okay um what well i'm gonna turn it over to kfit kfit uh there's some additional questions that you normally ask our guests and i want you to fire away and let's see what kind of responses that we get from her no problem. No, I want to say to you, I've had feedback, you know, the entire time as well. I just keep muting myself because I don't know if it's me or not, but I'm working through it. So my first, my next question for you would be, would you say you had mentors specifically that, you know, you find yourself, you know, coming to having, you know, great memories that's kept you focused throughout your time as an entrepreneur? Are there any specific, you know, people in your life, whether it's, you know, a good friend from childhood that you constantly speak to that, you know, 
gives you somewhat of inspiration or motivation along your journey, even to this day? Yes, I do, Cashel. And another great question. Um, first of all, I'd like to start with Mother's Day coming up on the 8th. My mom is my constant memory. Um, she passed away in 2010. And everything that I do is in the memory of her. And yes, even writing my book is in the memory of my mom. I contributed my book to my mom. And my purpose was to bring our family together and to keep our family together. So I've been very instrumental in um, fighting a legal matter in my hometown because my mom passed away without reaping the benefits of what our ancestors had, which was land. So because I'm the personal representative for um, my, my family, we just last year, 2022, was able to gain our access now to six acres in my hometown, which we're going to build two homes on it. So um, people like my mom my aunt Elizabeth, who also passed away my grandmother like hattie parker who i understand because she loved people and she loved to meet I don't, I don't care if you were white asian whatever she loved to engage different people and i'm finding out now that i have that same niche now too so people that i'm engaging now are people like in coward county um, department of planning and environmental, environmental health, health the courthouse you know, you know what can, what can I, I do how can i relate to you to make, to make this, this process work for me when my family, family is able to build on legacy land that my great grandparents Purchased, purchased back in 1907. So, so I'm, 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 I'm very tunnel vision, vision and, I'm and I'm focused, focused and, I'm, and focused I'm focused on doing, doing for family, family first. first. And then, and then you know, while I'm doing, doing for family, family, any tips I can learn, learn to, help to help with Rosa, educating in my history, help with American mothers, help with Black government, government, help with all these different platforms that I serve on. My, my, when, when I walk into their, their door, door, I'm walking into their door with history. So they all know me for that. So there's a lot of people that I'm blessed now that a country girl, you know, a shy introverted country girl can pick up her cell phone and call heads of departments, departments um, in the metropolitan area, area directors, directors presidents, presidents, national presidents, and say, and can, can you bring me in your door? door? Can you, you know, allow me to do this and allow me to do that? And they said, of course, you're Why? It's because they know that if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to work hard to get it done. So not only will they shine, but I will shine and my community will shine as well. So, Cashel, there's a lot of people like the E.F.A. Williams, you know, you know um, she brought she me brought her new world at the headquarters in D.C. I brought I more people, people in to train them for three, three um, summers summer straight. straight. They, they work, work with, with, you know, you delegates, delegates in, 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 in the government, government to, to do our do annual, annual luncheon for her. her. And um, um, they did it in that three years straight with the Kadoza Educational Campus up in Washington, D.C. I had to meet these people on a higher level and say, just bring me in. But once I got in, I was, I was able, able to show by example, example that I know how to stay there. there. And, 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 and not only did they benefit, the youth benefited, and my foundation. So, will you be working with youth uh, this summer as well? 
Absolutely. I would get them and actually the latter part of May is when we start the season and they're going to be helping me with my ninth annual Legal Living Conference. Normally they end up in July and I normally do my conference maybe like in May or do it in Black History Month. Right. But this year we're going to do the official conference again on September 23rd and 24th because you said something very, very powerful and I heard it. And it was that young people want to feel involved. And they, and they want to feel like they, like they have some stake in something, something that they, they own. own. Well, well, the theme, theme for Roses is Roses is is how legacy building true connection. And what does how stand for? So how means history, opportunity, and wealth. You gotta, you gotta know, know who's, who's, who's out there. there. You gotta, you gotta know, know who you are. are. And then those people gotta create those opportunities by building a synergy, as you mentioned, Sir Charles, which is connecting the next generation. And that's how they learn. That's how they work hard. And that's how they build wealth. And that's all in the mindset of our ancestors. Now, another question is also what's the age range on the young folks that you work with in the summer? From what age to what age? 16 and up um, um, is what, is I, what I'm, I'm working, working for. for. The, the ones in D.C., they get paid by the D.C. government. So, so I get to, I get you know, to have them on my team. team. I have eight of them this year. year. I think seven or eight. So they get so to they work, get work for those of this, of this year. year. And, and for those, those who are 16, are 16 and to, to, I would say, 17, 17 uh, you would volunteer. I would give a stipend for those who are working. And I mean for those who are working on our projects for the conference and for those who and do you collaborate with other professionals to to help their experience over the summer so that you know although they're working with you and your company they get exposure to other professionals that have different uh, experience that can add to their overall summer experience and hopefully their overall professional experience do you collaborate with others Excellent, Excellent question. question. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you're um, one of the people that I bring on and introduce your platform to, to, to when I have them, them you know, you know uh, put on put events or whatever. I teach them what I do, how to put on events. And they will, they will go get a guest speaker, and you'll come on their show, and you'll introduce your platform. You talk about what they what you do when you inspire them. I use American Mothers, the Mothers, Dr. Renee What's her name? Renee, Renee Starlin, um, Cynthia Green, Green um, Charlene Day. We have a new 2022, um, you know, Marilyn Mother of the Year, Dr. Chica Green, um, Lavinia Banks, Ebony Banks, um, Cynthia you know, Lane. Cynthia Lane, so many, all of them come on board and they support, you know, our platform. So they introduced themselves. Last year, um, we were doing the school year program. We created a, a, what we call a geo party game, like right. a game. And we had the young people come up with questions for the game. And then they actually hosted an event where you were part of and you were competing against these people. They can't compete with me. Well, they, they, well you lost. They ain't ready. Well, well, you, so you, so they, they, they were able, able to win the game, but they but worked they, um, together. Yeah, all of the ladies from American Mothers, they introduced them themselves, and a lot of them have this business. They work at 9 to 5, and they have other organizations for it. But because, again, these little country girls from Calvary County who dared to find her voice, you know, felt like she could bring people together. So I use all of these platforms to make it synergize. And I've been doing that now for at least... 
10 years okay okay fit what what other questions uh do we have for our guests before we wrap up because i know there you got some pretty profound questions Yes. 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 Yeah, so yes, my so next, my next question, question to you would be, be if you could have, have the opportunity to have a conversation with Sharon Lee or 18-year-old Sharon regarding life or entrepreneurship, what kind of conversation would you have with you if you had that opportunity? I would say to that Sharon, that little Sharon Lee is what I call her. It sticks in stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt. There's so many people who don't know what you're made of. And so many people psychologically, mentally, and even spiritually try to break you down. I would say, Sharon, you know, avoid as many pitfalls as possible. Always, Always get in, in alignment with the right people, people who are really, really about, about you and, and for you. And, and just keep, keep on working and working and working. And, working and, working and, working and, and God will reveal your purpose. He will, he will reveal, reveal your, your passion. passion. And, and once he reveals that, that, you work even, even harder, harder to make a man. I had to wait four decades to date that. Wow. Yeah, I want to also thank our guests. We've got different guests popping on and off. We have Kalia. We've got Cynthia. We've got Latangela. Uh, we've got Linda. I mean, several uh, guests have jumped on. Some are on, some are off, some are coming back and forth. So thank you, folks, for jumping on. If you do have questions or just simply have comments, please post your comments. We will respond to them in real time. If you have questions or comments that you would like to ask in the replay, we will respond to those as well. Today's guest is Sharon Parker, president of Rosa. Um, she's the president of the Maryland chapter of American Mothers. I mean, she just has a, her hands full. She's an author. She's got so many different ventures happening, not at the exact same time, but in a concise uh, period of time. So she's in flow. You know, we used to say, you know, I'm on my grind. Grind is good, but when you think about grind, grind is something that creates friction, right? Grind. So I like to change that. I want to stay in flow. When you're in yeah. flow, there's no friction. You're just constantly moving, and you can keep that momentum going. So let's all continue to stay in flow like Sharon Parker so we can get where we want to get. <laughs> K-Fib. I'm sorry. Yeah. K-Fib. I'm sorry. I do have another question. question. So, so um, you, know, you know, as Rachel, Rachel said, said, you know, you have your hands in a lot of things. things. Um, you're doing you a lot, lot not simultaneously. You know, you're definitely very, very educated, educated and, you know, ancestral education, remember history. So, so I want to ask you this, this question. question. Could you, Could tell, you tell us in your, your own words, words what is what life is like you? you? What is it like like you? What's the in your experience, you know, with children, children, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're a mother, you're a speaker, you've been in many different industries, you know, experience as a woman, you know, you're always helping out the youth and educating, you know, the youth on their history, so if you could explain life, period, in your own words, how would you describe life? Okay. Life is where you step outside of yourself and everything that you do, you don't do it for you. You do it for God first. And then you understand why his children matters. And that's the next generation. Life is about, again, just being in the essence of, of, of serving, 
Life is about loving yourself, no matter what people think of you, loving yourself unconditionally so that you can be, build up that confidence to birth those jewels that's in you that God, because God makes no mistakes. He makes no mistakes and no one has the right to prevent you from birthing those gifts. So life is first about honoring God working his mission and birthing every type of jewel you have in you to better the society. Nice. nice. No one has no ever broken down, down like that when I asked that question. question. Right, right, right. I got one that you normally ask that you did not ask this time. Well, maybe you did. I was going to say, what would you tell the younger version of yourself? Did you ask that one already? Okay. All right. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I want I you want to complete the sentence um, in your own, own words. words. The last, the last part, part of the sentence will be blank. blank. So it so goes, goes this way. way. Life, Life, liberty, liberty you fill in the rest. rest. Just justice. Wow. That was a good one. We haven't we had haven't that had one yet either. Yeah, yeah. Like, I haven't heard anyone say justice. <clears throat> well... You know, I know you're doing a lot, like I said, at the top of the show, at the top of the hour. I know you will continue to stay busy, although you do have to take time to smell the flowers. You do have to take time to relax, to recalibrate, to refresh, to renew, uh, so that everything that you've done reverberates out in the community and reverberates out in the world. And I definitely wish you much success on all that you are doing. And of course, you know, I help you as much as I can. But, um, <laughs> but um, you know, just go after it, you know, just stay in flow and make it happen. You know, if not, if not you, who, if not you, who, and if not now, when, you know, that's something that always stays in my mind. <clears throat> because when I think about my legacy and I think about my children, they don't have to necessarily do the same thing that I'm doing. But if they can take the lessons from what I'm doing and build their own legacy or continue the legacy, or, or how would you say, um, make it more hearty to me, then that is still a success within itself. So, yes. And I wanted to say one last thing. I wanted to give my contact information on how people please. And then also, you know, share. I have a gift I want to give to the community. So, if anyone can guess this year, they can put it in the comments the year that I was five years old. I want to give them a free ticket to the May 21st kickoff of the Leading Within Conference. Again, it's here in Maryland. It's going to be at the residence of Preserve at Anderson in Handle, Maryland, on May 21st. First from, from two, two to eight. eight. So if so you can you guess, guess the year, and this can be after, after two. two. But if you but guess, if you, guess, if you can guess the year, I was five years old. old. Then I'm going to give you a free ticket to that event. I also am going to give if any authors are there. First, and you sign up for an author's table, I will give you 20% discount. I will share the information in the chat later, comments later. But just know we're looking for authors, speakers, sponsors, and more volunteers. So just know that we're going to be pushing for this up until September because, again, we're doing our ninth annual meeting conference. So for those who you can contact me, I'm always, you know, sharing underscore 
underscore leading underscore within, and that's on Instagram. You can always find me on Facebook at this Sharon Parker. I either have my book in my hand, laugh, laugh, or have one of my business banners behind me. My contact email is Sharon at leadingwithin.org or C Parker one two three at AOL.com. So call me, email me, email me, I'll give you my contact, my phone number. I do want to mention that Michelle is one of the graduates of my second annual Leading Within Project Management training course. We're going to be kicking the third annual off in September also at the ninth annual Within Conference. Guys, if you have any young people, any children, any adults who need to learn project management to help them grow their business, this opportunity is real and it will help you. And I hope that you will be able to take advantage of it. So now, yes. And now, is the event <clears throat> on-site and online or only on-site? So, so it's, it's on-site. On um, um, I, I am thinking, thinking about, about online. online. I have not made my decision about that yet, yet, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you all know. But it's, it's um, because um, we're doing a celebration on the um, 21st, we're going to be on the rooftop. We're going to be, you know, having professional pictures taken, makeup, you know, for women. We're going to have the next generation come out to share their biggest platform. We want that in person. And on December, in September, we want the same thing. We want it in person. But I may. I may stream, 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 stream it, but I'm not going to confirm that right now. Okay, okay. Well, folks, there you have it. Sharon Parker, she's doing a lot. And, you know, um, you guys hold on before we close out. Uh, she's doing a lot, and you've got all the information. We want to encourage you to get involved, contact her, reach out. If you want to be a vendor, if you're interested in being an author, having a table, uh, speakers, she says she's looking for as well. By all means, make that connection. All the information posted in uh, this feed somewhere so that she can get back and respond to you and give you the details uh, if you've already missed it. Again, you know, it's great when you have information, but if you never apply it, you can't really benefit from it. So with that being said, I want to encourage you, check out the uh, Wordsmith Speakers Alliance where you can get um, information not only from myself but from many of my colleagues that are doing exactly what I do and you can benefit from it big time I mean I'm talking about speakers authors trainers that are talking about all sorts of things as it relates to being an entrepreneur with this blended family vision mindset leadership all of my colleagues my friends are mostly in business so I highly recommend that you check this out so that you can benefit from it too and I want to thank you very much for spending your time with us don't forget to like subscribe and let Lottie Dottie and everybody know